Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Intuitive Revolution in Business. I'm super excited about today's episode. I thought I was going to review um, the wonderful book by um, Simon Sinek uh, called Start With Why and I didn't have enough time to reread it. So um, this is going to be saved for another book episode but instead I woke up yesterday morning with um, the perfect um, what I think is the perfect content with regards to books, because you might wonder why am I doing these every, you know, this cycle where every four uh, weeks I do a book review. And this got me to think that, first of all, I wanted you to know that I am a book nerd, uh, even though since having four autistic kids, it's a little bit more difficult for me to listen to books. So I've tended to uh, move on to audiobooks that I listen whilst I do my chores, um, gardening. I used to listen to it when I was running. Sadly, I can't run anymore at this moment. Uh, so it would have been, it's a natural thing for me to want to do some book reviews. I'm an author myself. And um, not that I ever thought I would be. And we'll talk a little bit about that a bit um, more further into the episode. So looking back, we have reviewed two books. I've reviewed Gay Hendricks' Corporate Mystic, which I absolutely adore and nobody knows about. So it felt special also because it's so linked to the, um, the uh, subject of the, the topic of this podcast. And I've also reviewed Kelly Viking's Secret of the Divine Business Code. And then these two books are very, very different, not just because of the authors. I mean, of course, one is a male author, one is a female author, although you will probably hear me talk at some point about um, gender being a construct, a social um, um, and I, I'm not saying this to deny uh, the experience of transgender people because actually I have a transgender son, but I'm very interested in uh, gender fluidity and in uh, perhaps breaking down a little bit um, the gender um, stereotypes. Gender stereotypes actually grate me a little bit. But it's not just because of that, it's because one was um, self-published, Kelly's book, and the other one was um, traditionally published, published, sorry, Gay Hendricks books. Actually, it's published by his own company, but I'm pretty sure it was traditionally published. I could be wrong here, actually. I'll go back and reflect on that. And this actually is a very interesting fact because um, as entrepreneurs, there will be, or as business owners even, there will be a point where we might consider writing a book. And this is what I want to talk about today. Um, I want to talk about... Um, when, uh, when is it a good time to write a book and which one to write and whether you should write a book at all, okay? So um, we're going to, to explore these questions, but first I wanna tell you a little bit of background about who I am as an entrepreneur and as an author so that you understand that I have some experience of the topic of 
writing and publishing books. Even though you know as well as I do that my, my big main topic uh, of expertise and passion, actually, it's more than expertise, is um, using intuition. I mean, in this podcast, it's about business, but to be honest, it's in every area of my life. And it started off really for me to trust my intuition as a parent. And that's been instrumental in me raising my kids and uh, making the right decisions for them, which hasn't been easy. Because when you have neurodivergent children, um, you don't have a manual for any of children when you have a child, but when with neurodivergent kids, it's even more difficult to know what's the right thing to do for them. So I've learned a lot about intuition for my own children and I am so, so grateful. Right, so um, I explained to you earlier, I've always been an avid reader. Actually, books were my best friends because <laughs> I was an introvert. I was very shy. And actually, looking back, I, I think I'm autistic. And uh, um, so it was very hard for me to make friends. I only had one friend when I was uh, in primary school. And... Um, yeah, so books were, the moment I knew how to read books, um, my world completely opened to so many wonderful things. I just always, I always have a book with me, actually now probably more than one. Um, that's why my Kindle has been such an amazing um, device, because it's kind of heavy to carry <laughs> a lot of books with you. I've actually gone from uh, being a person who would read only one book uh, from start to finish and uh, religiously to now having several books and reading according to the mood, um, um, to the mood I am in at the moment, uh, at the moment that I choose a book. I mean, I'm not gonna read a book uh, whilst I'm on, uh, <laughs> on air. Although this gives me an idea, if that's something that you were interested, I could um, read to you a couple of chapters of my books. But uh, I never thought in a million years that I would write a book one day because I, in school, my forte was um, maths and physics. Uh, I wasn't quite artistic as well, but um, literature and writing were um, agony for me. And I can see and look back to the fact that it's because of the way it was taught and it was very rigid and we only, you know, it was about literary fiction and um, that definitely wasn't my style. I actually write in a very simple style and I realized looking into uh, my personality, um, as I said, I believe I'm autistic. And even though I'm probably gonna have to wait two to three years before I am assessed, uh, I also believe I'm ADHD. And the more I learn about it, the more it makes sense. For example, it seems that ADHD, ADHD people can make very complex subjects simple. And that's exactly me. I can, I can study something incredibly complex and make it understandable by anyone. Um, so that's what I mean when I say I can write things uh, in a really simple way. That makes sense. Uh, so it all changed, this thing about not wanting or not even thinking I could be an author one day in 1996. And what happened is I went through an experience that was pretty grueling where my best friend was... Um, um, addicted to heroin and cocaine and um, I went through such a hard time that I felt compelled and I couldn't write a diary because my mum used to read my diary and that was very traumatic for me so I had to express what was happening to me in a different way and so I decided to write a novel about us um, of course I added um, some element of um, fiction to it 
not that much actually because <laughs> it was already pretty uh, pretty intense as a story and and it had the, the fabric of a good novel anyway and so I started writing this book for me just to kind of uh, let the steam out and and write about this story that was too big to stay within me and then a few days later I don't know why I went to see a neurologist and she said I would write three books and that absolutely stunned me I was like I looked at her like a rabbit in the headlights because this really wasn't part of my plan I thought writing this novel was a little bit of a, a side hobby uh, you know I like to have an outlet for my creativity um, but no so anyway I had no idea about self-publishing back then I thought the only way to be a proper author a respectable author was to um, go through the traditional route so I try to have my novel published and I was actually rejected so many times um, I went into a 10-year writer's block so uh, that was it that was my book it wasn't a dream of mine but that was my book career my author career buried <laughs> rather quickly uh, if you think about it um, so interestingly enough when I left my job as a lawyer I trained in clinical hypnotherapy uh, because it's something that I had always been interested in. I think I'd shared a little bit in an episode about this. Uh, I was interested in past life regression and all sorts of things. And the mere fact of training in clinical hypnotherapy actually resolved my writer's block without me actually knowing it had happened. And so in January 2009, I started writing a book about spirituality because that was something that I was passionate about. And I wrote 100,000 words uh, in English, that was the first time I wrote anything in English, so that was a big thing for me. And I went to see a clairvoyant because I wanted to check the chances of my book being published. I didn't want to go, you know, it was almost like going to war, almost knowing that you would be killed. So for me to, to get a publishing deal. So I went to, to see a clairvoyant and she said, oh, no, 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 you're not supposed to write this book. Um, you're supposed to write a book about slimming. And I was a clinical hypnotherapist. And strangely enough, looking back, most of my clients at the time came to me for slimming. But I had never, I, I hadn't even written a little pamphlet for them, a little ebook. Or it wasn't ebook. It was a, a physical book that I was going to print and give to them to help them on the process. And that's why I have my first book, which was published. And for the people who are on, oh, let me see, just that I was going to say, I was going to show you my book. Yeah, I'm going to show you my two books for the people who are on YouTube because I just love them so much. I'm so proud of them, uh, even though they're self-published. And I'm going to say, even though, I'm going to take an even though out of the equation because um, I'm going to tell you something about self-publishing. I mean, back then in 2000, um, no, in 1996, when I wrote my first book, uh, self-publishing was called vanity publishing. There was nothing about self-publishing. But you will probably have discovered, if you're an entrepreneur, that actually most coaches, most entrepreneurs, and most um, business books are self-published. Um, it actually the, uh, it's actually the norm. And there's a reason for this that I'm going to dive into. So anyway, I promised I would show you the cover of my first book. You can find information about it on my website. I have a special um, page for my books, uh, a special, no, not a page, a tab at the top of the menu for my books. So this one's called The Journey of the Slim Soul, and I'm very, very fond of it. Um, 
it took me only six weeks from the time I started the first draft to the time I held the book in my hands. And that's extraordinary for someone who had a writer's block for 10 years. I actually learned a method to write, which um, thanks to the clinical hypnotherapy bit, um, that, that really works for me. And that I actually have worked with when I, I was uh, I was a book coach for about two years before I started doing business Akashic Records and the whole thing about intuition. And I used a lot of this, um, a lot of the knowledge that I had as a clinical, clinical hypnotherapist to help my clients. And there's still some um, some people, um, some entrepreneurs who come to me for me to support them to write their books. And I love it. But the thing is, so I was talking about vanity publishing and the fact that you will no doubt have, if you are thinking of writing a book or if you have written a book, you know that probably your family and friends will think it's a hobby if you're not traditionally published or will think that um, you need to be a famous author to be a real author. Uh, or you need to make tons of money from your book to be a real author. And I think that's that's really uh, irrelevant but if you are like me a little bit shaky on on your legs as an author because you don't you don't have much trust in yourself you don't believe in yourself I have a post imposter syndrome so uh, all along I was like who am I to write this book um, I don't know anything about slimming um, sorry I think I'm going to cough so I'm going to pause the, the sound for a second I'm obviously clearing something here but um, what I want you to know is that in 2012, completely on um, an impulse, I pitched my, um, my book, The Journey of the Slim Soul, to an agent, and I actually had an agent contract. He took me onto his books, and he, uh, Achette, which is, uh, as you probably know, a giant in the publishing industry, a French giant in the publishing industry, was very interested in my book. What happened next is I sabotaged it. So <laughs> here we go. Lesson, very, very good lesson. So it took me a couple of years before I decided to dabble again into writing. And uh, in tw 2015, I was actually writing a novel. It started off in 2013 because I saw a, it's actually kind of a really runabout way. Um, I saw a competition for a short film and I wanted to take part in it. So I wrote it as a script to start with. And interestingly enough, I never actually pitched it, even though it was, I thought it was really good. But anyway, a couple of years later, I decided to go on my first uh, writer's course and my only one actually, I haven't been on another one since. And um, she invited us to go on a date with our book and I expected my novel to turn up. Um, well, script, novel, whatever you want to call it. But what, the book that turned up on that imaginary date was actually a memoir about my dad um, on how, you know, the last three months of his life and the year after. Because um, my dad um, had a brain tumor that took a, a turn for the worst in September 2013. My husband and I had planned to get married in the summer of 2014. We had to cancel all our plans, obviously or maybe not obviously, but I don't think I could have get, got married without my dad around just on the back of him dying. And um, so the book that turned out was like um, a memoir about my dad, the last three months of his life, uh, which were totally transformational. And again, if you might be interested in this book, go to the book tab 
on my website. Oh, I forgot to say what my website is. It's www.theintuitiverevolution.co.uk. So you're sorted now about that. I'm going to show you the book cover. Um, so for those of you who are on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. For the other people, you have to go on my website. Uh, at the time, I all decided to self-publish it again, but I was, um, and I'm not going to throw stones at her, okay? But I hired a, um, a coach that had just published her own book through a Kickstarter, and I thought she could help me um, launch a Kickstarter. But I didn't have the foundations in place to do that Kickstarter at all. I didn't have the following, and so it was a big flop. It was actually a disaster. I ended up um, losing money over it. Now, you know, we all know that books are not meant to make us money, at least um, in direct sales, um, unless you become, uh, you know, a bestseller or anything like that. They're more like a business card, uh, something that establishes as a, us as an expert, um, as coaches and entrepreneurs. Um, but to lose money over a book is kind of a little bit, <laughs> a little bit disheartening. And I took a big hit. Um, to be honest, because I didn't want to publish or do anything for a while, even though I know I have several books in me. Well, anyway, this summer, and this is um, going to be the, the end of, of the bits about me. I want to talk about your book and how I can help you with it. But this summer, uh, I decided every summer when we take uh, some time off, and this year we had to do a staycation because COVID, uh, this summer... Uh, I went on what I call my, my book retreat, uh, my virtual book retreat or my, um, and usually it's at home uh, because I don't have the luxury at this point in my life to go away and write my books away from my family. But um, I took two weeks and then in the morning, because I run my business only on Mondays, um, I usually wake up quite early the rest of the week and I try and fit some more work before breakfast, before my kids wake up and then I go and homeschool them. So I'm kind of wired to wake up early. And so during my holidays, I use that time for writing. And it's, it's just so beautiful. When we go to Cornwall, which is what we normally do every summer, we rent a little cottage that has a beautiful summer house overlooking the sea. So I look at the sunrise, I look at the, um, the sea and uh, hear the seagulls this summer. I, I did the second edit of my book, which is called The Intuitive Revolution in Business. So isn't that exciting? Uh, we have a podcast called The Intuition Revolution in Business, and there will now be a book. So I'm just going to plug it here. If you're interested to take part in the launch, um, and those of you who have taken part in the launch of my podcast will know how much fun it was. Um, the fact that there were several prizes and competitions and, and a, an amazing spirit amongst the team. I will encourage you to uh, sign up for my, um, my book launch newsletter. So I will put the link in um, the episode description. Um, sign up and you will receive the first three chapters that are ready for you to read right away. Okay. Uh, I'm really excited because I'm going to implement something that I, um, I've always wanted to implement with a business book. This is the first business book that I write since I've become a, an intuitive business um, visionary. So you could see looking back that when I was a clinical, a clinical hypnotherapist, writing a book about slimming without dieting was kind of a business book that fitted my business back then. This is the perfect book for my business now, and I'm super excited because I'm passionate about intuition and 
I have dug deep into the topic. And it's the business book that my, uh, uh, my business has wanted me to write for years, okay? I want to ask the question, and this is now taking it back to you. Why write a book for your business and when? Now, I was a bit shocked by a statement that was made by one of my first business mentors who I admired greatly. And she said that there's no money to be made in, in books. And I think there was, um, and she obviously is entitled to her opinion, but I don't believe this is true. It is true, strictly speaking, in terms of the money you might have to invest in getting your book published. But what she completely missed, which is something that I learned from Alison Jones, who's both a book coach and a business book publisher, um, and quite a um, renowned one, She's a hybrid publisher, okay? So just so that you know, there's traditional, there's self-publishing, and in between, uh, you have hybrid publishers who are considered um, quite seriously in the industry of publishing because they, they function as a traditional publisher, but the author invests quite a lot of money into the coaching through writing the books and everything else. So it's a very clever business model and and unlike some other people who are here to take offers money and who are not very reputable, Alison is absolutely reputable. And I will add in the show notes the link to her 10-day book proposal challenge, which I've done three times. And believe me, it's the best one I've ever done. Um, before I worked with Alison, I didn't know how to write a book proposal. She is um, top of the game. And she, when she runs her book proposal challenges, uh, and her next one's starting on the 16th of, of September. I, I hope I'm right, but you will have the link anyway if you want to sign up. Uh, she has a way for you to think about your book and, and uh, before you start writing it, which is something I never did before. I just wrote things as they came. But if you plan your book and you have a book proposal before you write your book, it kind of gives you a structure that then uh, makes it so much easier. So it's almost like doing the foundations of your writing journey in terms of content. And I do have a course as well, which, which is called Get Started With Your Book, which where I help you set the foundations, not in terms of content, but in terms of habit, in terms of digging into your why, in terms of um, understanding what your fears are around writing a book because they are going to crop up. You know, I was um, listening to a very nice, very good podcast. Um, nice doesn't describe it. Good is, is a bit better, even though it's, I know it's not a word that's very exciting, but she was talking about confidence and she said confidence. Oh no, it wasn't that one. It was the one about slimming actually. And she said, the moment you set yourself some goals, you will have some obstacles. And at first I was like, hmm, I don't know why, but then I, it made sense because when you set some goals, and you commit to them, all your fears are gonna crop up. So that's what she calls the obstacles. And that's what, in my course, I have a whole um, section on um, identifying your fears. And, and fears for authors or budding authors or aspiring authors are always the same. It's the fear of success, it's the fear of failure, it's the who am I to, to, um, to, to say this, who am I to pose as an expert on this subject, I don't know enough. And if you're a perfectionist like I am, it's like you will never write a book until you know everything about the subject, which is totally unrealistic. All you need to know is to, um, to have enough to be ahead of your ideal reader by, you know, a fair amount. 
uh, you don't need to be the expert like everyone comes to you in the world about intuition before you write your book about intuition. So I'm owning my expert status and I'm going to write this book about intuition, even though there's other books that have been written and there will be other books that have been written about your topic. No one speaks in the voice that you do. No one has had the experience that you've had. So you have something to bring to the conversation. And Alison Jones said something brilliant about books. She says they're not fridges. Okay. People buy one fridge and that's it. So they make the comparison. Once they have one, you can't sell them another fridge, but with books, if you, if you observe how you um, act as a consumer of books and being an avid reader, I can tell you that much. If you buy a book about a topic, you want to buy several books about the same topic because they all have a different slant on it and a different approach. And if you take slimming, for example, and I've been consumed quite a few, even though I'm completely anti-diet, but it can give you inspiration in a different way. It's a fresh way to present the same in, in information. And if you try several times to get on a certain journey or tackle a certain topic, it's always a good thing to have different points of view. Because even if you retain only one thing in the book that makes a difference, then it'll be worth reading. That's my point of view. That's my opinion. Anyway. I recommend, and I will put this in the show notes as well, Alison um, Jones's book, which is called This Book Means Business. And I'm probably going to review it actually for the podcast. So I'm going to make some notes when I'm finished today, just to um, remind myself that it's a very good idea to review Alison Stern's book, because everybody who listens to this podcast will at one point or another ask themselves whether they um, want to write a book or whether it's a, a good idea. And Alison's book um, explains how you can use a book to actually be at the core of your content strategy. So it doesn't take any way from anything away from your business. If anything, it brings everything together. It gives you a focus and um, you're actually going to have a much better content strategy by writing a book because you can share as you go along. And this is exactly what I'm doing. Look at it. So that she has, um, she has a quote at the start of the book that I read yesterday and I thought, oh my God. Right. So, and I read it a while back. I don't know why it struck me. Uh, yesterday more than ever. And so the, the quote is, the book that will change your life is the book you write. And that's by Seth Godin. And it's true. I can tell you from having written five or six books to, to date, that writing books has been instrumental into me. It's, it's a way to reflect on things. You know, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't write it down and if you don't acknowledge that you have it, you will probably discard it. And that's what I did. But when I started writing that book about slimming, for example, I thought I knew nothing about slimming. And I realized by writing it that actually I was, I was kind of an expert on it. Um, not from a nutrition point of view, not from a, a personal trainer point of view, but I'd tried so many things and I was fed up with the dieting, dieting industry. And I wanted to bring forth a different voice that could um, you know, make a difference in women's lives that were... Um, you know, spoiled by all this, um, and you say NLPing in a way that, you know, tried to convince them that they were lazy or that it was, they were the problem um, and that they had to punish themselves in order to have the body that they wanted. So there's all sorts of things that I wanted to, to write about. And I realized I had a lot to say about the subject, but it's only when I started writing about it that I realized how much I had to say. When I wrote my memoir, it was obviously a very different thing, but I realized 
it was very therapeutic. And I think memoirs are always therapeutic and very healing for the person that uh, writes them. But I realized I had a lot of very meaningful things to say about, um, you know, um, father-daughter relationships, about illness, about all sorts of things about healing, because I had, uh, I'm a Reiki master. And um, of course, it's at the heart of the book because I could have helped my dad. Um, I didn't want to, and I did help my dad. <laughs> it's, it was a long journey though, uh, with his, his brain tumor. And so the, the underlying principle under my book, because every book has one concept, is that it's never too late to make peace with your dad. And that's what I did. And it was also a message to give hope to people who are going through the same thing and who, um, who needed maybe a different way to look at things. In short, if I sum up, writing a book will enable you to acknowledge how much you know about your topic. It will encourage you to deepen the knowledge because you'll be doing some research. Um, and I, that's what I've been doing about intuition. And it's been so good to learn from other people who, who talk about intuition. And it will also enable you to look at your competition through the book research and the competitive titles and to position yourself, okay? So I know a lot of intuition teachers um, on the market talk about how important meditation is for intuition. And they, it's almost like repeated ad nauseum. Uh, you can't hear about intuition without talking about meditation or hearing about meditation. And my place on the market is to actually shake the industry and say, you do not have to meditate you do not have to wear crystals or give up on coffee or wine in order to be um, able to tap into your intuition. So that's how I was able to position myself uh, by doing all this book research, which I did actually two years ago when I um, took part in uh, Alison's, um, Alison's 10 day challenge, because I, I did this research and all these people talked about intuition in a different way, but they all, all, almost all talked about meditation, which was really great of me in a way. Uh, and the last is, is going to establish you as an expert. And, and I think that's a really important thing. You know, even the, um, as a podcast um, host, I have now been contacted by people who are interested in me talking to their audience because I, I have become the expert I was the expert before that because um, I, I say I have done a PhD in intuition by, by exploring the intuitive world for 15 years, both as a medium, a psychic, a tarot reader, an animal communicator. I've done so many different things. Um, it's almost funny looking back. And then I brought all of this back for the business world and to be able to talk to you more on a more grounded way in a more layman perspective or a more business perspective, because um, I don't think if I spoke the, the fluffy unicorn uh, language, I think you would be put off, right? So I have some good news for you, okay? I want you to know that writing a business book is the easiest book to write. If you compare it to memoir and to novels, business books, harder books are fairly simple. But you absolutely need to know who your niche is, who your ideal client is, and the transformation you facilitate, and the transformation that they want, okay? So for some, you will be clear about that at the startup phase of your business. But for a lot of you, um, just like me, 
you, it will take you a while to be completely clear on your niche and exactly um, you know, what your business is about. You also want to make sure that you write your book for your future clients, not your existing clients, in the sense that if you know for sure that your existing client is your future client, then you're fine. But if you feel a little bit frustrated with your ideal client at the moment and you know that it might be likely to evolve, then you want to write a book for your future clients because your book will have a, a life shelf, a shelf life, sorry, of several years. So you want to look at the vision and then write the book that fits your vision, even if your ideal client in the future was different from the one that you have today, even if you're pivoting into another area at the moment, okay? The bad news is you will never feel ready, okay? So don't even think that I, I, this are, these are excuses from your ego to try and keep you small, to try and keep you from doing something that's scary. And you need to actually, 50% of writing a book is mindset. So you need to actually be aware of that, have the tools to deal with that. Um, but I would probably encourage you to hire someone who can support you with that. So... If you have established uh, that you, you're ready to write a book, well, you'll never be ready, but if that, that it's a good idea for you to write a book for your business right now, now you need to decide what book to write. And I will tell you one thing, even if you have only one topic you wanna to write about, there could be six, seven, 10 different ways to write that book. So you need to write, you know, you need to be very focused and to know who you're writing for so that you can literally have an avatar of your ideal clients that you're gonna to speak to. You don't write the same book um, about intuition, for example, for academics, then you would write it for a business person, that you would write it for a mother, or you would write it for the layman, right? It's not even the same way you'd write it if it was a female reader or if it was a male reader. So these are all the things that you need to determine before you start writing your book. And it has to be... Um, now, I want to go back to something that happened with one of my VIPs um, last week, and I hope she won't mind me sharing this. Um, she was trying to write a book that she thought she was supposed to write. And the jury is still out on which book she should be writing, because it's going to be something we discussed in our next session. But um, there was another book that wanted to be written that, was, that she had already started writing. So... This is where I'm saying the mindset um, part is really important so that you don't let your ego come in the way of what you're supposed to write. And that's why I love how we can ha have learned actually over the years how to tune into the energy of the book that wants to be written through me, the books that I, my business wants me to write rather than the book that I want to write. And I nearly got derailed this year because I started writing a, a memoir about how I went from being a lawyer to being a business visionary. And that was actually distracting me from, from writing the book that my business wanted to write. So it's always possible for it to happen to anyone, including me, who you know raves about intuition. And, but um, my ego is very strong. My mind is very, very strong. You know, I was a lawyer. And funnily enough, actually, um, last week I did a test because I found a quiz about, um, it wasn't strictly about intuition, but it was to determine whether you were more logical minded or creatively minded. And I ranked second to top uh, in the logical um, side of things. And it got me to reflect and say, yeah, of course, that's why it's been so hard for me to embrace my intuition. But my, my default mode is logic. 
And so I'm, I'm constantly in danger of falling into the trap of, of deciding something on, because it sounds good or because someone else recommends it to me rather than follow my intuition that will take me on a completely different path. And very often these two aspects are fighting with each other. So um, just to recap, I've talked about, you know, my, my journey as an author, which I never regretted. It's been an amazing journey. And now I absolutely love writing books. I found a way that works for me. <clears throat> um, uh, you can also sign up to support me for my book launch if you want to. And I would be delighted if you did. And also, I would say if you want to discuss a business book uh, or have some clarity, why not book a discovery call with me? I would love to have that chat to, um, you know, to just to be a bit brainstorm. All the links will be in the show notes or in, on YouTube underneath um, in, in, in the comment box. No, not the comment, the com what do they call content box. Okay. Um, and if you, yeah, last but not least, if you have a business book that you've already published, and that you'd like me to review on this podcast, I encourage you to get in touch with me and send me a copy of your book and, and I'll, I'll consider it, okay? I only do these episodes about books once a month, so um, there's a bit of a cue, but I would be delighted to consider it because as we started the conversation um, today about traditionally published and self-published, um, of course, when you self-publish, you need to be on as many podcasts as possible to, to promote your book. And I want to be someone who helps other uh, entrepreneurs promote their book. I did that for Kelly Vickings uh, last month and I absolutely loved it. I might not promote your book even if you send it to me because I need to like sort of have a, uh, a quality criteria to what I promote. And, and, and it's notorial that in the self-publishing world the quality of books can be very very um different it can go from very high quality like the one that i had um you know i managed to sign up an agent and that was actually a wonderful way for me to recognize that i was actually a good author despite the fact that i had so many obstacles to being a good author uh, but there's some people who publish books that are really too poor quality and i wouldn't want to recommend them so i hope you'll understand that that I won't offend you if I reject your book, but please do pitch it to me and I'd love to do a review if I feel it's a good match for um, my audience and that it would benefit them. Right, that's it for today. Uh, I think next week is a QA. and a um, So if you have any questions, please go head over to my page, which is called, let me just check now because I... I'm not good with names, so I can't remember. I think it's a little bit like the, the title of this podcast, but it's not completely. So sometimes it gets me a bit um, confused. So my Facebook page, I'm not on Instagram. I don't have the time to dedicate to that. It's called Intuition Revolution in Business. Intuitive Revolution in Business, sorry. So same title. I've simplified things recently. Thank you so much for listening to the end, and I'll see you again next week. Have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook, on the four steps 
to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.